If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me tonight to the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And we'll try to keep this thing. You can turn the volume down, I'll just get it a little bit closer to my voice. Oh, turn it down. <laughs> One, two, three. Has it? Is it better? Now, need hearing aids to hear and glasses to see. I think this is the master volume. Is that better? All right. Thank you. The book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, most. We're going to start reading in verse twenty-two. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, everybody say put off the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, everybody say put on the new man. You know, I'm glad that God doesn't take anything away from us, but He gives us something to take the place of what He took away, and, and it's always better. Can you say amen? Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry. Everybody say, I can do that part fine. But sin not. That's where we have our problem. And let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. We're going to stop right there. And I want everybody to say it with me. Don't give the devil a place. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I've enjoyed this good history lesson tonight. It brought back a lot of memories. I looked over there and I see it every time we come to the prayer room, that old prayer log over there encased now. But I remember when it was really growing. And something happened to it. It started out as a tree going up this way. And something happened. I don't know if there was a bad storm or what, but it got bent over and it started growing horizontally. <laughs> it must have been what it was. He just made a good altar for Brother J. Frank Wilson. And uh, he would go out there, and that was his prayer spot. He had a little piece of carpet that he laid down in front of that old log, and that's where he knelt. And I remember visiting, coming down visiting when I was just a boy. And uh, he would say, let's go out to the woods and pray. And uh, there's no woods there now. There's some trees, but it, I mean, it was woods. It seemed like, Brother Steve, seemed like it was half a mile down through that, that jungle. 450 feet. 450 feet. But uh, you had to go through there and fight off chiggers and mosquitoes and, and wasps and, uh, and uh, what do you call them other things? Briars, yes. <laughs> but he'd made a path, but he wasn't very wide, so he fit down there fine. But if he was kind of big, you, you had to get scratched up and bit and everything else to get down there to play. 
But what a, what a great experience it was. I wouldn't take anything of those experiences. That, those are things that we can hold dear to our heart. Can you say amen? But I want to I teach to you for a little bit this evening and uh, on the thought of no place for the devil. I believe that, you know, I've heard folks say, well, you can't help what you think and you can't help what you see. Well, that's true. We see, how many see things every day you wish you didn't have to see and hears things that you wish you didn't have to hear and even think things that you shouldn't be thinking on. But when we do that, we've got to, there's a scripture that tells us if we will resist the devil, he will flee from us. That doesn't mean he won't put something in front of our eyes, but we don't have, we can bounce our eyes, we can look the other direction. It doesn't mean we won't hear things, words that people are saying or dirty jokes they're telling, and, and we, we have to put up with all of that, but we can turn it off. And we don't have to dwell upon it. Doesn't mean that we won't get a bad thought every once in a while. But here's the thing. We may get angry, but he said sin not. You may think of something, but don't dwell on it. Somebody put it like this. You can't keep a bird from landing on your head. But you don't have to let him build a nest there. Amen. And so today I want to talk to us just a few minutes about there's no place for the devil. The Bible tells us that the word place, when we look it up in the Greek, is the word topos. And it's really where we get the uh, a topographical map. It shows a place. When you look at a topographical map, it comes from that word topos, which shows you the hills and the valleys and the, and the altitudes and so forth, and where the rivers are, where the creeks. It's basically a map that gives you uh, direction in the place that you're going. It also means opportunity, power, occasion for acting and a dwelling. So when Paul says give no place to the devil, he's simply telling us don't give him the opportunity to take something from us, to do something to us, or to take control. This is the devil's main purpose. He wants control. He wants to control our minds. He wants to control our hearts, our thoughts, our words. But I love what David said. David said, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now, what the devil is doing, in case you didn't know tonight, he's on a walkabout. How many has ever heard of walkabout? Nobody from Australia? Well, there's one or two that's heard about it. The, uh, the Aborigines, uh, the original natives of Australia, used to go on what they call a walkabout. And they would just go through the country, and that's how they learned what was there, what plants you could eat, what plants you couldn't eat, what animals were dangerous, what animals weren't dangerous. And, and so they would go on a walkabout, and that's how they would scout out their territory. But I thought about the devil as being on a walkabout. He's searching, if you please, for a dwelling. He wants a place where he can not just visit every once in a while, but where he can call his house or his abode. Can you say amen? A place where he can accomplish his mission. Does anybody here tonight know what the mission of the devil is? Anybody? To steal, kill, 
and destroy. That's exactly what he wants to do. That's his mission. Jesus told us that. He said that the, the enemy, your enemy has come, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus then gives us his mission. And I love his mission. He said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Aren't you glad today that we're on a mission to live? Hallelujah. On a mission to live. I'm not to be encouraged. I'm not to be discouraged. And the devil wants us down and out. But I've got news for you. We're not going to give a place for the devil. Everybody say, no place for the devil. Job, the first chapter, verse 7. There was a time when God had all the sons of God or the angels gathered about him and he was asking them things. I don't know what they did. They was having church, I guess. But anyway, the Bible said, and the devil came. Satan came with them. I mean, he's ever realized that Satan's probably one of the most faithful members of the church that there is. He never misses a church service. When you're staying at home, he's still going to go there. Uh, he wants to come and try to steal you, the word from you, and keep you occupied in some other thought pattern and keep the word of God from you. He wants to kill your testimony. He wants to destroy your soul. But I'm here to tell you that the only way you can do it is if we lay out the welcome mat and put up the vacancy sign and say, if you want to, you can come and take me and this is where you can dwell. But if you want to, you can also say, there's no place for you to dwell, Satan. Not in this life, not in this church, but right in the heart. I'm not going to There's no place. Don't you want to know what the devil's doing? God asked you. He said, uh, basically, when he saw the devil, he said, where'd you come from? You can read Job first chapter. And he said, well, I've come from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. I've been on a walkabout. What's he doing? Why is he going to and fro in the earth? Why is he going on a walkabout in the earth? Why does he even come around where God's people are? Not because he loves the worship. If you want to get him on the run, start worshiping God. Start praising the Lord. Not because he loves you singing. If you want to get the devil scared, start singing. Get in the prayer room. Start praying the prayer. And then watch the devil. The Bible said he's out walking about. And he said, I'm going to and fro in the earth. He's walking about, according to 1 Peter, the 5th chapter. I think it's about verse 8. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now notice the word may. How many remember the old enough? There, you spill a old game, kids will play called Mother May Eyes. Anybody remember that? Well, we got a few older folks here. All the rest of you younger ones, come see us at church and we'll show you how to play. But you would, there would be somebody that would be the person that was it, and they would, they would uh, uh, say, somebody say, well, 
take three steps forward. And if you didn't say, Mother, may I? Then you had to go all the way back and say, Oh, you didn't say, Mother, may I? I guess they were teaching us to say may because I remember when I was a kid, can was a lot more popular than may. We'd raise a hand and back in those days, you didn't just get up and walk out of school class. I'm talking about old school. You had to get permission to go to the bathroom, permission to do anything. And, and we'd raise a hand. Can I go to the restroom? Oh, yeah, I suppose you can, but I don't know if you may. And they'd make you sit there until you said it the right way. May I, teacher, may I go to the restroom? Yes, you may. And I learned that lesson real quick. You don't get anywhere with a can I. You got to do a may I. And the devil has learned it also. But I want you to notice he's out seeking whom he what? May. Who he may devour. The only way that he can devour it is if, some, if you give him permission. And the only way you can give him permission is just give him to what he's trying to do. But I'm here to tell you today we need to make up our mind to say, no way, Satan. I will not give you permission. Amen. You may, you may light on my head, but you're not going to build a dwelling place there. You may put a thought in my mind, but I'm not going to dwell in it. You may let me see something I shouldn't be looking at. David got in trouble because, trouble because not, not because, because he saw that sheep, but because he stared at it. Yeah. When we see something we shouldn't see or hear something we shouldn't hear or think something we shouldn't think, immediately take the welcome mat up and say, no, sir, David, you're not dwelling here. No dwelling. What is he doing? He's trying to kill, steal, and destroy there's a familiar scripture story in the book of Luke, the eighth chapter. It tells about the man called Legion. And if you'll look, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it if you want to. Luke, the eighth chapter, verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to, to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils or demons a long time and wear no clothes. You know, that kind of tells us something, doesn't it? <laughs> These folks won't run around about half naked. They got to be about half full of the devil. <laughs> they wear no clothes, neither abode in the house, but in the tombs. Now, who in their right mind will live in the tombs with all the dead folk? Wear no clothes. And had no house. When he saw Jesus, now let, let me back up just a minute. He did, it wasn't that he didn't have a house. All right. And I'm going to show you that before we leave tonight. But the Bible said he abode not in his house. Instead, he left his wife, he left his children, he left his household, and was living in the tombs. But when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? How many of you know the devil knows who Jesus is? How many of us know who Jesus is? When he said, great is he that is in you, that he that is in the world. And the devil knew he was up against something that was greater than him. I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, 
able to fight the devil off by myself. You're not able to do it by yourself. The scripture tells us without him, we can do nothing. But on the reverse end of that is I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. So it's all or nothing. And I desire to be the all today. To do whatever God has me to do. Look unto him the strength and the victory that gives us victory. And the scripture and Jesus even tells us that. He said, be not, be not afraid. Don't worry about it because in the world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. I'm telling you, you got the Holy Ghost. You've got something in you that can overcome whatever the enemy throws you away. You can't do it on your with him that's in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So when he saw Jesus, he cried, he fell down with a loud voice. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he broke the bands. And, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. I don't believe this man wanted this kind of lifestyle. But something he did. Something, somewhere in his background. He opened the door under the devil. I'm going to tell you we need to have nothing to do with the satanic movements at all. You don't need to be reading no horrible scope. <laughs> Reading tarot cards, palm reading. My uncle Marion, he was uh, he was quite a character. Some of you might remember him, but I know Brother Steve does. He was working on the job, a paint job one day, and some guy showed up, was reading everybody's palms, and they were all blown away. Well, my uncle Marion had the Holy Ghost. So he walked up to the man and he said, read that one. And the guy looked at him and went, what church do you go to? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. When we are in the presence of the Lord, and, and, and the, even in the presence of the devil, the devil knows something wrong, something different here with this person. I'm not going to control those who don't have Jesus, but he spoke to Jesus' people. If people in that past, in Jesus' name, and the people of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to leave them alone. I'll go find another place to read. But, but somewhere in this man's life, maybe he maybe got involved in sorcery. Maybe it was a common thing back in that day. Maybe he got involved with magic and all this kind of stuff. We need to be careful what we put in our mind, what we let our eye gates see, what we listen to. Amen? I don't even believe in reading or looking at the... Zodiac or whatever that thing is, you know, in the papers, they try to get people involved and all that stuff. Ouija boards, that's not just a game, folks. Don't don't let the devil fool you. That kind of junk is using satanic power to try to predict the future or be prophetic. I'm telling you, we've got to let leave it alone. Amen. Don't open up the door. Don't don't say yes, you may find a place to dwell in me. This man, for whatever reason, whatever happened, opened the door and Satan went into him and caused him to live like he did. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? 
And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. Now the deep was the sea. They were right there actually by the Sea of Galilee. Actually is a lake, Lake Gennesaret, but it was called also the Sea of Galilee. And the devil, I'm going to tell you something, the devil hates water. I found out a few things about the devil. The Bible said we're not ignorant of his devices. And and they and so the devils, it wasn't the man, it was the devils in him, the demons crying out and said, whatever you do, don't cast us out into the sea. Don't put us in the water. That's why he hates folks get baptized in Jesus' name. When you go down in the water, in some titles, that doesn't affect him a bit. But when you go down in the water, baptized, buried in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus shed for you out of washes all your sins away. And everything the devil's trying to do is reverse. Hallelujah. The curse is reversed because God has washed away your sins. In his precious blood. So whatever you do, don't, don't, if you don't mind, don't, don't, don't put us out there in, that, in the water, in the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. They besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. You know, the Lord said, okay, I'll just put you in these bunch of hogs. And then guess where the hogs went? <laughs> went right down in the water. Amen. Two thousand of them plunged headlong over the cliff and into the water. And when the demons uh, went out of the man, entered into the swine, the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fled, or that fed them, saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed <laughs> and in his right mind. Ooh, hallelujah. How many of you still believe? That Jesus can turn your life around. He can take home. He can take what the devil tried to seal, heal, and destroy. He can never strip everything from you when you were naked before the world. And Jesus can put on the robe of righteousness to take over and cover that nakedness. And then God can wash you clean and take the old mind in your own mind. He was in his right mind. That's right. And they that saw it were afraid. Isn't it amazing? The condition he was in before he didn't say anybody was afraid. Matter of fact, they tried binding him with chains and fetters. None of it worked. And, uh, but now he's sitting clothed at the feet of Jesus and in his right mind. And everybody's scared. And their reaction? Jesus, get out of our coast. I'm going to tell you, the world will never understand what God has done for you. Until it happens to them. And then they'll look back and say, Man, what in the world? I, I thought about uh, when David came back to God and God renewed him in the Holy Ghost. Rue was right there beside him that Sunday night in our church in Lafayette. She walked down to the altar, lifted her hands up, began to speak in other tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And when she went back to the pew, 
She looked over at Dave and said, why did you ever leave this? Why did you ever leave this? You don't know like I know what Jesus has done for me. I you can find it you Bible study and sometimes they still can't see it. But when you give that testimony, you know what Jesus has done for you. They couldn't understand why the blind man was healed when he was born blind. Amen. But Jesus, uh, uh, when, when he healed him, he said, go on your way. You, you received your sight. And, and, and the Pharisees tried to explain it away. said, hey, give God the praise because this man that did this, He's of the devil. He's a sinner. And the man said, hey, when he's a sinner, I don't know nothing about that. All I do know is I once was blind, but now I can see. Hallelujah. You may not know where to find the scripture, but if you can just tell somebody, hey, know what Jesus did for me. May not be able to explain it all to you right now. I hadn't learned enough about it, except I can tell you this. I once was blind, and now I'm seeing I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was sad, but now I'm happy. Come on, hallelujah. I once was naked, but now I'm clothed. I once was out of my mind, but now I'm in my right mind. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus that did it. So, the Bible says that Satan, and the reason I tell you he hates, hates the water, Jesus gives a story about in Luke, Let's just go over a few chapters past the one we just read. Luke 11 and verse 24. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh. Here he is again on his walkabout. Look where he walketh. He walketh through dry places. You know why? Because the devil hates the water. He hates anybody that it's cat water. Amen. He walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. When the man that had a demon, that demon is cast out. You better not leave the house empty. When the house is swept and garnished, you know what that is a sign of? Repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name. But if you don't go on to receive the Holy Ghost, the devil still claim you as his house. And this man that was called Legion, the Bible said he abode not in his house. I was going to tell you this part, but I'll slip my 75-year-old mind. But it just came back to it. See, the Lord's renewing my mind now. He said, I want to go with you, Jesus. Everybody's kicking you out of the country. Let me go with you. And Jesus said, no, you go back to your house and tell everybody what great things that God has done for you. You, you can read that. What God has done for you. The Bible said he returned and told it all through the country. What great things Jesus had done for him. He was in his right mind now. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus was God. He is God tonight, folks. And I'm telling you, he's able to deliver you from whatever the devil has tried to destroy you with. He said, but this man, 
After the spirit leaves, he goes into the dry places seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return unto my house once I came out. When he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. He goeth, then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. I'm telling you, the devil's looking for a place to dwell. And he's looking in dry places. Don't let your fountain dry up. Come on, don't let your experience with God dry up. Because if you're dry spiritually, the devil's going to eventually find, hey, there's a good dwelling place. There's a good place to knock on the door and say, hey, how about let me come in? I don't want to be around all them wet folks. But I'd like to get in some of these dry folks, and he will. Ask yourself today, has my experience dried up? Am I really on fire for God like I need to be? I don't want to dry up and wither away. I'm in a few days going to be 76 years old. God filled me with the Holy Ghost six years, 66 years ago. And I don't want to lose that joy. I don't want to lose that peace. Pastor been teaching on those wonderful gifts uh, of or the, uh, the spirit, fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, long-suffering, temperance, against what such there is no law. I, I want to keep that in my heart. I pray for it daily. I still pray. Lord, help me not to lose the fruit. Amen. I want the fruit to still be on the tree. I don't want my, my fig tree to dry up. I don't want Jesus to come looking for fruit and say, oh, there's no fruit on you and curse me and dry up by the root. Because when we dry up, that's when Satan dwells in. And he takes control. How many of you want to be on fire for God, full of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Every day we need to say, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Don't let me dry out. Don't let my tank get dry. Come on. Hallelujah. I need another renewing of the Holy Ghost. I need another refreshing of your spirit. Closing tonight. The Bible tells us not to give the devil a dwelling place, but keep him on the run. I'm, I'm going to keep him walking about as much as I can, but not, I don't want him walking around me. And I don't want to, I'm going to pull out the welcome mat from the devil. You're not welcome here. The Bible says resist the devil and he will what? Flee from you. Flee from you. He's going to run. How do we resist the devil? Not by just saying, the devil, I rebuke you. We resist him by doing what he hates. Prayer. Worship. Praising God. No wonder the Bible tells us, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Because when we come into the house of God, praising the Lord, Amen. We have to leave the devil. Amen. Somewhere else because he's, he, he, he don't want to be in the wet place. He don't want to be where the activity of praise and worship. That's how we resist the devil. We don't give in to his devices. Amen. We don't talk to the devil. I've heard folks say, well, the devil told me this and the devil told me that. Well, what are you carrying on conversation with him for? <laughs> we didn't talk to the Lord. We had an old, old dear old sister in our church in North Vernon, Indiana, and 
back in the days we had testimony service. Sometimes the testimonies wasn't praising God, they was praising the devil. One old fella got up and said, the devil's been after you all day long, bless his dear name. Always to hear some funny stories during testimony time. But old sister Skid, she'd get up and she'd testify and she'd go on and on and she one, one night she was going, oh, the devil told me this, and I told the devil that, and the devil said this, and, and, and I said that, and then the devil told me this, and I said that, and something came on me. I don't know what it was, but all of a sudden I just said, Sister, why don't you just quit talking to the devil? Sit back down. Sometimes we need to just be somebody say, quit, quit messing with the devil. The devil loves attention. I've, I've seen, seen people get, you know, devil possessed and come into church service and the devil try to take over the whole service and people spend an hour trying to cast the devil out of somebody and wrestle around on the floor and carry on. You never find Jesus doing that. You just spoke the word. Come out. And with authority took place. You don't have to wrestle somebody down try to get the devil out of them. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> Amen. And all he wants to do is destroy the service and, and, and interrupt it and get all the attention. I remember I learned that a good lesson when I was in Brazil. Brother Juan Alviar was telling me about it. So this woman come in and she started acting like a snake, squirming around and crawling between the pews. And, and uh, somebody looking at him, what are we going to do? He said, ignore her. The devil just wants attention. Next thing they knew, she done squirmed all the way out to church door and she was gone. <laughs> they went on that church. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you gotta got want to get rid of the devil if you if you get rid of him. Amen. And, and, and if somebody doesn't want to be set free from the devil, you're wasting your time praying over. Amen. I'm telling you, when we realize Satan is just looking for a dwelling. And we've got to stand up and say, not here. Not here. Would you stand with me tonight? Praise God. Don't, don't talk to him. When you do, you're just giving him attention. He, then he starts talking to you, and suddenly he has found a place. But I believe tonight that there's no place for the devil in God's people. Does anybody believe that with me? No place for the devil. Amen. He's going to come to church. Sometimes he sits right next to you. Sometimes he jumps up on your shoulder. Sometimes he tells you this. And some of y'all are looking at the person next to you. Don't take that too literal right now. But you know what I'm talking about. How many ever had to jump up on your shoulder and tell you something, you know? And, and uh, she started gossiping and rumors and this, that, and the other. And somebody says something about this one and that. And you, the next thing you know, you pulled into it. Don't don't give him a place. Come on, don't give him a place. Don't give him a place. Tonight, I believe with all my heart, we're so close to the end time. The trump of God's getting ready to sound. Jesus is getting ready to take his church out of here. And it's no place for the devil. Wouldn't it be wonderful to leave this old world behind and every devil and every temptation and every trial? Oh, hallelujah. 
for we're here tonight. And what we need to do is make up our minds. Satan, you're not welcome in my heart, in my mind, in my mouth, in my ears, in my eyes, in my family. Come on, amen. Every man in this church, you say, you know what, devil, you're not coming into my house. Amen. I, 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 you're not welcome here. And you know how to make you not welcome? Stay full of the Holy Ghost. You ever been at a motel in the middle of the night and everyone you went by said no vacancy? Well, that's what we need to do to the devil tonight. You just say no vacancy because we're already full. We got people with the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy that's full of the Holy Ghost. And if we'll just stay that way, we can overcome the enemy in Jesus' name. You remember him? He had a little boy. I'm thinking he was four or five years old. A police or a law officer had stopped his wife as she was going through town and she was feeding. And the little boy at the back saw the police come to, to the door and ask for a license or whatever. He said, Not today, devil. <laughs> I wouldn't advise you to say that to the next police officer. The officer took it in humor. But uh, that's what we tell the devil. He comes tomorrow to you say, it's hard to hear you. Good word. Come back Sunday morning. Pray for me. I'll be preaching Sunday morning. Let's have a good time. Bring somebody with you. And I know God will bless you. I was talking to somebody on the phone the other day. He said, Count on me, I'll be there. So let, let's, if you'll invite them, they just might come. Right. God bless you. Dismissed in Jesus. Tell Brother Carson you appreciate it.